Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast we have very special guest today joining all the way from South Africa we got Marty Duplessis joining the podcast hi Marty Hey Jana how are you I'm good how's your morning Very good like I said earlier a little bit hung over <laughs> <laughs> So how is how is the life sort of after or getting out of the pandemic how's the life now over in South Africa It's interesting um because things are completely back to normal we're out of a lockdown we don't have any restrictions however um it's quite difficult to adapt to normal life like it like we used to mm. so it's hard to get back into the swing of things you know when you go out in public you still feel like oh shit i, f- I forgot my mask I-, i need to go grab it but you know it's not necessary anymore so it's quite difficult to adapt to normal circumstances but we're getting there just glad it's over right i i also uh, i also noticed that live gigs are also happening now right in south africa how are gigs in south africa uh, live gigs are also happening now right yes yes yeah so- yeah we've got a lot of live gigs happening again um it's booming it's booming um yeah still not the same like it used to be but but it'll it'll take some time but we do have shows every single weekend not us in particular just the this the community yeah i think i think the people are actually wanting that right because they missed it so much they crave it they they have a very big desire and need to go out definitely yeah yeah one thing i i notice is i i went to a couple of local gigs already and it's it's kind of awkward because you don't know whether you should shake hands or whether you should do a fist bump or whether you should hug or what right exactly it, it feels awkward to hug people now it right. used to be so normal <laughs> <laughs> so so marty last time we talked uh, with your band here uh we it was during the pandemic actually we we talked hmm. so looking back the last two years uh, how did how did that really personally affected you the pandemic personally affected me profoundly in two ways in particular um the first being in a positive way because we weren't allowed to gig as much uh, or see people as much it pushed um, your creativity in other aspects of your life and other fields so it really sparked new creativity for me um in a negative way you know it was emotionally difficult to adapt to the social circumstances i think uh, human beings being pack animals and social animals we have such a you know need for interaction and i don't think a lot of people got the necessary um interaction with other people for a long time and i think that you know you you go into a dark place inside your head mentally because you're not seeing other people you're not seeing your friends or your family if you live alone i think that must have been the hardest for people who lived alone because i lived you know with my partner and we live in a commune so there were a lot of people around us all the time but i still found myself going into like severe depression because the whole world was just feeling this together um so yeah in that regard it was quite difficult right <clears throat> but uh, like as you know that this particular podcast was also 
created or, or began because of the pandemic because I couldn't go to the shows. So I started talking to people and then it became a podcast. Uh, looking back now, I feel that, you know, pandemic actually gave me some time or some room to to understand or appreciate what is important, like, you know, family and, you yes. know, like my pets. I, I actually recently lost my two two dogs, which was like, a, oh. uh, I, I, I can't, I couldn't function after that for several months because it was, it happened so fast. Like both of them passed away, like one oh, month apart. No. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, you know, uh, it's 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 life but it's 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 really painful <laughs> oh you know only people with pets will understand how you know you grieve your pets in the same way as grieving losing a loved one it, it's, the pain is just as bad um i i'm dreading the day that my doggies are gonna die i think about it often and i'm so scared i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know how i'm gonna handle it <laughs> right I, I know you you actually have Bassett Hound, right? Yes, his name is Lincoln. <laughs> I actually had uh, sort of the cousins of Bassett Hound. I had beagles. I had two beagles. Oh. <laughs> well, they're such yeah. great dogs. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, so uh, now that the you know pandemic is over and things are open up as you said like you're going back to normal so how is the band now with the you know mindset of the band and what the band is looking forward to it is so hard uh, to come out of a hiatus like the one we were in <laughs> we had like a year the whole of 2021 i think the last thing we ever did was actually have an interview with you Mm. And right after that interview, um, yeah, we just went into a, a hiatus and it was quite difficult to get the band in that progression of like moving, you know, going to practices consistently. And um, we're doing much better, um, still not as consistent as we would like to be. Um, it's also just hard to get back into the swing of gigging every weekend like we used to. I mean... It used to be every weekend, most of the time, like once a month as well was like the, the minimum. Now it's like if once you gig once every three months. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard. But the most important thing is just to do something. You have to do something. We lost a lot of bands along the way because they weren't proactive or they didn't try to adapt to the situation. But the bands that stay proactive, whether it's just marketing on social media for the time being, or just making new music, or just showing face anywhere. Um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing to do in a situation like this. Right. So um, I, I noticed from the, you know, especially from your new music video, which we will talk about later, uh, the, there's a change in the lineup of the band, right? Yes. So we lost our... Um, founding member actually he was the founder of High Wraith um, Luke Kaiser and he was the guitarist as well so in 2021 in March he quit the band but no drama or bad blood or anything in that line he just um, went into a new phase in his life and decided to take a step back and just focus a bit more on his family and you know I think lockdown 
had a great influence on his decision as well, you know, um, him deciding what is important in his life right now. So unfortunately, we lost him. He's still a good friend of ours. We do see him at shows. Um, but yeah, we got Kyle, Kyle Buerta. He's the new member. And he became such a key member so quickly, being the youngest member um, age-wise and like being in the band-wise. But he's such a key member. He writes all the new music for us. And yeah, he's just, he's actually now in like five other bands as well. Five other successful bands. So he's a bit of a band slut. I <laughs> <laughs> <Five> bands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Marty, I think, I think I said this in social media before. I think you've probably seen that, that. Your music video, Lucid, is one of my favorite music videos. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Right. Lucid is very special to me. Yeah, I love, I loved creating Lucid and the, the music video is just amazing. I love it. <laughs> right. Now, the recent, uh, tell me about the new song that you released, The Everlasting Loss of Pain. So how did this idea came up and, you know, how did you execute that? So this, this question is, a, is, is going to be a bit more emotional just um, in terms of the writing and the lyrics and how the song was created initially. Um, two of our members, Carl, the new member, Carl Buerta, he wrote the song. And uh, prior to him writing the song, he lost his grandfather, who was quite close to him and important to him. Mm. And even more so Gareth Reed, our, my fellow vocalist, um, he lost his sister in 2016. And, you know, the being, because he's my partner, so being with him in his journey of grief um, kind of inspired me to write the lyrics the way I did and to choose the particular words and also to base the music video around um, the process of grief. So the everlasting pain of loss is basically about the process of grief and how we go about grief and how grief is everlasting and it doesn't ever go away. We just kind of learn to live with it. So yeah, it's quite a sad song. <laughs> right. But I, I when because I was familiar with Lucid music video, like because I watched it so many times. When I watched this music video, I don't know, I, I, I kind of feel that there is some sort of a connection between the two. Um, because I, I don't know how, I don't know really how to explain it, but I, if I watch them like one after the other, I kind of see that there might be a story behind it. Like, you know. <laughs> so it's funny because um, Lucid and The Everlasting Pain of Loss was actually filmed in the exact same spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the, the kind of forest nature scenes in Everlasting, pain of loss the couple scenes um that's the same location we used for lucid but mm. in terms of storyline you're actually right because they do they do have a connection we didn't plan it necessarily in that way but lucid is kind of like being stuck inside your mind you know being in a dark place inside your mind and that can resonate with grief and what people go through when they are in the process of grief and lucid is about like you know, someone pulling you out of that state of mind and bringing you back into the light and making you realize what's important. And that's living, being alive and 
living life to the fullest as much as you possibly can. And the everlasting pain of loss kind of sends the same message that grief doesn't go away, but you have to find the light within it, mm. no matter how difficult it is, but you have to do that. Right. Uh, tell me about the music video for the everlasting loss of pain. Um, how is it created? And you know, who's, who's, I think you collaborated with somebody on that as well. Yes. So the videographer is Russell Wells. He's also the same videographer we used for Lucid. And uh, him and I make a really good team. So I do the directing and he does the filming and he kind of helps me like lay out the storyline. But what I do is um, I've only planned two storyline based music videos, but, you know, went about them both the same way. So what I do is I listen to the songs over and over and over a million times. And then I form kind of a storyline in my head. And then once I have like a, a very detailed storyline in my head, I lay it down in detail on paper. So what I'll do is I'll take, I'll lay down with timestamps. So I'll take zero seconds, you know, from when the song starts from zero seconds to three seconds. This is what I see in my head and I lay it down. And then from three seconds to say 10 seconds, you know, this is what's happening in the music. This is what I see in my head. And I lay it out like that for the whole song, timestamp by timestamp. And then I hand that over to Russell to review and go through and maybe say, this will work. No, that won't work. Let's do it this way. And then when we get together, the music video takes about two days to film. So usually what we do is we take the band the band scenes and the band shot, and we film all of that in one day. And then the second day will be the storyline based parts of the music video. So it's a very long and detailed process. It, it takes me months to actually get the full detailed picture, you know, but it's so worth it. And it's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun as well. I think sometimes I enjoy creating music videos maybe a little bit more or just as much as gigging. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess not, you know, they, they're so different in their own ways, just like recording studio and performing live. They're so different. And I feel like, yeah, they, they're special in their own way, but I love it. Right. I mean, uh, what I was going to say is that uh, I, Sorry, I, I lost my thoughts here. So just, just, just <laughs> it <know>. happened. <laughs> because, uh, we, because when I saw the title of The Everlasting Loss of Pain, I, I also remembered, as I said earlier, losing my pets because the grief, uh, we have to learn. As you said, it doesn't go away. We have to learn to live with it. But I, I see, Marty, in, a, in another way that we kind of, we kind of, Purposely, sometimes we go into that feeling of grief and we try to remember that. And are we kind of liking that sometimes in a way that we we go and, you know, feel sad, but we are trying to be sad by ourselves? I feel that there's something like that. We always it's it's not that uh, it's maybe we can totally forget about it, but we, we don't. Right. We keep still holding on to it and we keep on visiting it sometime. Right. That's true. And, you know, grief is a very natural process that humans have to go through. Um, 
everything about grief is normal. And I think we need to normalize death a bit more and talk about death a bit more. Because in modern society, we're so afraid to have conversations about death because we feel it might be too painful. But the truth is people have to experience that pain. And whether you are making yourself sad, that, you know, that's also normal. Sometimes I have a really good day and nothing is, is actively making me sad. But then I go and I force myself to be sad. And, and I wonder sometimes, sometimes if that's my brain and my body's way of telling me you need a release. You know, you need to go through this because your body needs to go through this and your mind needs to go through, through this to kind of cleanse yourself in a way. Right. So yeah, grief is, it's definitely difficult. Um, we do hold on to it. And I think it's just part of the process, just learning to let go, but you don't ever really let go of grief. It always stays with you. It lives with you. You just learn to adapt and live with it. Right. Uh, one thing I like about the music videos is I, I don't see like, I mean, you've been a such sort of a newer band, but you put so much energy to these music videos and it comes out so good quality. So it's, it sees the commitment out of the music videos, right? What you have the commitment for your band. Thank you. We have a, I wouldn't call it like a band rule, but we have like a way we go about our content and that it always has to be of quality. Um, so we would rather wait you know, like a year before putting something out just so that we can have one thing that is good enough of quality. Because one thing in South Africa that we lack, unfortunately, is good quality music videos. And we want to like, you know, start a new phase in our music scene where bands do focus on content and music video because, you know, we're all so connected socially through social media and YouTube and and all these platforms that, you know, if you don't release good content, people around the world, it won't catch their eye good right. enough. It, you know, you don't want your country's quality to be the only quality. You want to look at what international bands are doing. And even our music videos aren't close to international level. We just don't have the funds for it, unfortunately. But we make do as best as we can with what we have. So, yeah, that's how we go about that. <laughs> right. So on, on the latest music video, one thing that I noticed was the your tattoos. <laughs> because I saw the I saw the Hello Kitty tattoo and the game over tattoos. You know? <laughs> yeah. These are my brand new additions. <laughs> right. So um how how is uh, is it in South Africa the is is tattoos acceptable in, in the culture? Hmm. Yes and no. Um, we're moving into a time where it is definitely becoming more acceptable. But in terms of South Africa, we have to remember, we have like 11 official languages, mm. you know, unique to this country. So that's 11 different cultures that you have to keep in mind with each of them having their own view around particular topics and and stuff like that you know some may accept tattoos others may not i know definitely in my culture the afrikaans culture we're still very traditional and very religious um so in my particular culture it's not that accepted 
However, in the same breath, I've never had an incident where I got insulted or felt uncomfortable. Um, and even my family, they, you know, they're so used to it by now. I think it was quite a shock my the first time I got a tattoo. But, uh, you know, I think your parents know you well enough that they kind of feel like this was bound to happen, you know. <laughs> right. So but yeah, you- it's still very not accepted as, as much as we would like it to be. Right. So do you do you get the tattoos from the same artist or or different artists? Um so we uh a few years ago um when Hyreth just started out we were sponsored by different artists and then we moved to a new sponsorship so yeah we get sponsored so I get free tattoos <laughs> <laughs> but then my job is to literally walk around and you know show people and market it and you know music videos are another great way to market your tattoos um so yeah as of late i get my tattoos from the same company if i can the same studio but it's like three different artists that i get my tattoos from but they are called dark side tattoo collective and they are amazing right i'm not getting paid to say that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um I actually have two tattoos. I actually got uh you know I you know being a metalhead people would think like you want to get tattoos like you know a a, a skull or a barbed wire mm. or something like that but you know the first one I got was I actually got my bike logo. That is so cool. Because I was I I really love my bike so uh So I I actually just got the logo uh, tattooed. I love that. <laughs> But people don't recognize that it's a bike logo because it they think maybe it's some sort of a Chinese character or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> One thing about tattoos is that you always kind of have to explain them to people and uh, people expect you to have such a deep meaning in regards with your tattoos, but with me, mm. I just get what I like. you know i love hello kitty so i'm going to get hello kitty you know I, my tattoos doesn't mean anything in particular except maybe my first tattoo i ever got you kind of like want to give it as much meaning as you can because it's your first tattoo it must be deep but honestly i just my first tattoo is the panda and honestly i just love panda so that's why i got it <laughs> right <laughs> so uh, yeah i mentioned i i cycle i know you 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 and gareth also do cycling right Yeah, it's a new addition to our lives. We you know, implemented it in our routine recently. Because he lives so close to where he works, we decided it's such a great initiative to mm. be active, you know, on a consistent basis. So he'll cycle to work and then I'll just cycle along with him, you know, in our neighborhood and then I cycle back alone and then I'll go meet up with him halfway when he's done with work and then we cycle back together. It's it's a really great way and motivation especially when you do it together as a couple and not just you alone. Whoopsie. Right. <laughs> My little I was, ukulele. I was actually going to because when I saw like when you came in on Zoom I saw the ukulele and it kind of felt you in like in Hawaii. <laughs> I love it so much. I can only play three songs. Um I love the little instrument. I'm not I can play the piano and I can sing, but I thought, you know, the ukulele is so cute and it's quite easy to understand the theory of it. So I just bought myself one and 
me loving yellow as much. It, it just suits the whole vibe. But it does feel like you're in Hawaii. Even when you play it, you like you feel like you need these petals around your neck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, I've been having this question. I think I even asked you it during the last interview. When when are you guys putting out the full length album? Oh, you know, I also want to know. <laughs> Losing a member at the time, you know, it kind of like prolonged the whole uh, process of making an album. But we are currently busy making another EP. And then I guess um, once we release that EP, you know, we can add a few more songs and then we'll have a full length album. But it'll sadly not be this year. But we are aiming to complete the EP this year. Um, we're actually in the process of uh, recording a brand new song. So it's totally the opposite of The Everlasting Pain of Loss. It is so much heavier. It's probably going to be our heaviest song to date. So we're very excited for that. Lots of breakdowns. Um, and it kind of like showcase Gareth a bit more. So we decided we want one song that showcase my vocals and then one song that showcase Gareth's vocals. And then from there, we'll, you know, balance it out. So the next song is going to be heavy. Right. <clears throat> so uh, now that the, you know, the things are opening up, any, any, any plans to like perform tour live gigs? We, we had a few live gigs um, earlier this month, I mean, in August, and uh, not having any gigs lined up yet for the rest of the year that I can think of. Yeah, we totally just focused on releasing the music video and the single. We're taking a tiny bit of a break right now just from performing, again, focusing more on the content. Um Yeah, I was hoping to actually get a Halloween gig. Those are always my favorite gigs. Um, but yeah, no, no gigs as of yet. But I'm sure as, as you know, the weeks go by, you get new offers and, and things like that. So yeah, the focus right. now is the, the new EP. Right. For the, for, so for the new single and the, and the music video, how's the response? Ooh, it's actually really well i was a bit nervous to be honest because the song is so different to your normal metal songs and you know a lot of people like metal music for the very reason that it's heavy and mm. you know a lot of breakdowns and a lot of screaming so i was very nervous in particular how the public will receive such an emotional melodic based song And it actually, it's doing very well. And a lot of people are saying that they resonate, you know, the song resonates with them and what they're going through. And I think the song being released just after a, a, a world pandemic, you know, a lot of people will connect with that song because we all lost someone, you know, in the pandemic and people that we loved and people that we knew, um, acquaintances even, So I think loss is a very um, big thing that we're all feeling together right now, if not you know, more than ever before. Yeah, so it did really well, really well. Right. So, so Marty, what's your message to the viewers of this uh, video and people who's going to listen to this conversation? 
my message to you would be take care of your mental health and listen to good music. Whatever that may be for you, it doesn't matter who is judging you on what you listen to, listen to good music. Music makes the world go round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't don't get just stuck on a genre or type of music. Yeah. Right? Listen to what Explore. you like. Explore, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, what I, you like, you want. Go yeah, ahead, go sorry. Ahead. <laughs> I no, I no, mean, I, I, just... <laughs> I, I was, I was just look, I was just started listening to some of the K-pop stuff because it's so huge in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. You see, you don't know if you'll like something if you'll like something if you don't explore it. So right. yeah, just explore new genres. Listen to whatever. There is good music in every single genre, even pop. Right. So so Madi, who do you want to shout out to? I think I would like to give a shout out to the rest of my band members. I love them so much. They are all like my brothers. And then I would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Darkside Tattoo Collective, for giving me the most colorful and amazing tattoos. And then, yeah, just to the community and everyone that is tuning in and everyone that listens to metal music, appreciates metal music, and appreciates the alternative side of music and people. So, yeah. So, Marty, and to my parents. Yes. For allowing me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> allowing you to have the tattoos, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, mom and dad. So, Marty, thanks for joining uh, the podcast. I really enjoy talking to you. And, you know, I oh, always thank follow, you. follow you on Instagram and, you know, see the updates. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to the new songs and, uh, you know, all the best with your plans. Oh, thank you. It's always lovely chatting with you and hoping to see you soon. Right. So, Marty, tell everybody lastly how they can follow the band. Uh... Yes. So, we are quite active on social media, particularly Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. It's Hi-Rays, H-A-R-A-E-T-H. Our band name is quite difficult to pronounce from time to time. Um, yeah. So, Hi-Rays on Instagram, it would be Hiraith underscore official. And then on Twitter, it is Hiraith underscore band. Not very active on Twitter. I'm still trying to figure out Twitter, even though I am like young. I just, I don't understand Twitter. But anyway, we'll get there. And then um, our music is on all major platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. And yeah, we've got some music videos. So go check it out. Right. So, Marty, thanks for joining the podcast. Have a great day ahead. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Bye. Bye.